Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. We're back on the air. Hey, Tommy, how are you today? Hi, Jim. Good afternoon. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, although it was a tough loss for us, you know, we're learning a lot in the process, and hopefully we can be better this week. We've got another home game against Atlanta. Going to kind of lick our wounds from this one. It was a tough, hard-fought game against a good opponent. But if we want to win those games, we're going to have to play better than we did yesterday. You mentioned your wounds. We saw you. How's your shoulder or your arm? My shoulder's doing okay, you know, just some bumps and bruises, and I kind of took a hit there on it. Um, got some treatment today, got it a little bit last night, so I'm sure I'll be fine in the end. Thank God for Alex, who's always taking good care of me, and uh, he's put together and helped me through a lot of bumps and bruises over the years. So this week will be very similar to a lot of the other ones, just uh, getting on the man, getting back to practice, and trying to improve and be ready to go for next week. You refer to Alex. That's Alex Guerrero. If you didn't have him, would you have retired possibly eight, ten years ago? Definitely. I tell him that all the time. I mean, he's he's the secret for me. It's a one-man show. And, uh, you know, football is such a contact sport. It's, you know, it's one thing to prepare for the season and so forth. But so much of the sport involves recovery. If football is a demolition derby, how quickly can you repair your body to be prepared for next week. And, you know, I've had a lot of bumps and bruises over the year, a lot of sprains, a lot of tears, a lot of breaks. And, uh, you know, I've just been fortunate to have him by my side this whole journey and him helping me over the course of the week feel my best so that I can go out there and be available for my team. He's truly, truly amazing. Can you give us a peek inside? We saw your finger was mangled last week and then your shoulder. What does he do? Is it massage? Is it pliability? I mean, tell us what goes on here. How does it work? Uh, it's a great question. You know, I think it's been a very similar process for a long time. You know, I think, for example, you get hit like I did on my shoulder last night, and all the muscles in my shoulder get very tight because the muscles are trying to protect the joint from, you know, from damage. And the problem is once those muscles get tight, they stay very tight. And Alex, through his work with me over many, many years, he relaxes all the muscles so that the joint can again move freely and you know, we recondition the muscles to stay very long and pliable through the course of movements. And it's whether that's a sh- shoulder joint, an elbow, a hip, a knee, a back, keeping the muscles really long, really soft, really pliable, allow them to withstand all the forces that come against them. So, you know, we've been working together for a long period of time. I'm very blessed to have him in my life. And a lot of other people have seen the benefits as well um, with that type of technique. And uh, just excited that and I know I'm very certain it's going to become more mainstream in the future, and people will be able to do what they do and would do what they love to do for much longer than they have in the past. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Our program is Let's Go, presented by Hertz. At Hertz, you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your Let's Go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. So it was off to the races for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they just played some tremendous football. Um, the tone was kind of set by the first play of the game and, and, and from there. How hard is it to always play from behind, Tom? We've talked about it in the past, but when you're in it, what's it like? Uh, it's pretty challenging, and we put ourselves in that position now for the first four weeks of the season. We've basically been behind in every game, which forces you to be one-dimensional offensively and allows the other team to be multi-dimensional and uh, when you play against a good team like the Chiefs who have a great quarterback and you know they're playing the style of play they want to play 
you know, it just is not the way that you want to play good teams. And, um, you know, we're going to have to figure out how to be better on third down on both sides of the ball. We've got to eliminate turnovers and get turnovers offensively and defensively. We've got to continue to improve on special teams. And, you know, we've got to learn from our mistakes. That's what football season's all about. We definitely have not played very good football the first four weeks. Hopefully we can turn it around here and find our rhythm and, and get better, make improvements, get to practice and make the improvements we need to make in order for us to reach our potential. So it's a long season. We're two and two. It's certainly not where we want to be. But if we want to do something about it, we've got to get our ass out there and do a better job. So where does that begin? You mentioned practice and you mentioned getting better. You're four weeks into this and it is a marathon, as you tell us. But where does that process actually start team-wide? We know individuals have to get better, but team-wide, what has to happen? Well, a lot of things. I mean, a lot of things just in general. It starts with the individuals, you know, and what our abilities to perform on the field is and how do we maximize our time over the course of the week to put ourselves in the best position to be at our best for our teammates individually. As that plays collectively into your unit, offensively, defensively, special teams, everybody's got to do a better job. And, you know, we haven't found a rhythm on offense. We've got so many guys in and out of the lineup. It just it's not an excuse. It's the reality. And every team is dealing with that. There's so few teams that are 4-0. There's only one team 4-0. Most teams are 1-3, and 2-2, two and two, or 3-1. and one. So we're one of those teams. We're right in the middle of the pack. We've been very average to this point, and we got to be a lot better going forward because it's up to us to change it. We have a lot of ability on our team, but our ability to maximize our ability and our potential is going to come down to us. And we haven't done that to this point. There's no excuses for it. You either get it done or you don't, and we haven't got it done at this point. You rushed the ball yesterday six times for three yards. What's going on with the running game? Yeah, it's too difficult to become one-dimensional over the course of the season, and we have not done a good job in the run game this year. We started off pretty good against Dallas, who's actually a really good defense and ran the ball really well. And against the Saints, it wasn't very good. Against the Packers, it wasn't very good. And yesterday, and I think a lot of it, you know, it comes down to playing from behind where you become one-dimensional and you throw the ball so much. But at the same time, we need to be productive when we do run it. So getting ourselves in the right run play, you know, getting our guys the right angles and the right opportunities to, you know, have some confidence that we can make yards when we hand the ball off. So I think being efficient is one thing. Being explosive is another thing. You can see when you play from a lead like the Chiefs did yesterday and they have everything at their disposal – you know, you have the opportunity to run the ball a lot more. And we've got to be able to play with the lead. We've got to stop turning the ball over. We've got to get ahead. We've got to make third downs. We've got to score points. And when we get ahead, it allows you to do both. And if you do both well, you become very tough to stop on offense. So as much as you would love to throw the ball, being one-dimensional is a bad recipe. I agree. <laughs> and I also think that, you know, you could get away with it for a game a game or two, but over the course of a long season, you have to have the ability to rush the football at a high level and the ability to throw the football at a high level. You have to be able to do both. And you got to be able to defend the pass. You got to be able to stop the run. You got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to pass the ball. So, you know, good teams find a way to do that. And, you know, again, we're still figuring out who we are, what we're good at. Every year is a little something different. The strengths of the team are different, and we're going to have to find ways to improve as we go forward. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. 
Find out more at usaa.com slash 100. USAA! Wow, that was quick. Almost as quick as Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. <laughs> Getting twitchy, Snake. Getting twitchy. <laughs> Snake, quick on that button. Hey, Tom, when you're sitting over there and you're watching Patrick Mahomes, what's that like for you? I, I remember, and this will date me, Julius Irving made one of the great plays, Dr. J, in the history of the NBA. And it was in the finals uh, against uh, Magic Johnson back when he was just a young, young player. And he went under the basket and flipped it up and in, and it was incredible. And Magic said, you know what? I didn't know what to do. Inbound the ball or ask him if he'd do it again. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) So when you're watching Patrick Mahomes, do you get mesmerized as well? I do, I do, and I've seen that, you know, there's a lot of guys I see that have done incredible things at quarterback, and especially right now, you know, Josh Allen, the way he's playing, Patrick, Aaron Rodgers, just things he do he does that blow me away, Russell Wilson, um, Lamar Jackson, you know, I always kind of look at these guys and admire these amazing abilities that I've never had any ability to possess, which is extending the play, making people miss, and making these incredible throws to you know, advance the ball. And Patrick did that a few times yesterday. He's had just a tremendous career to this point. Um, he's doing, you know, puts that team in a position to win every week. And, you know, I'm blown away by his abilities and his decision-making. And uh, he's just an incredible player. So as a fan of the game, I love watching it. When you're on the opposing sideline, it's tough to watch because, you know, your defense is the one that's, you know, got to stay on the field when he makes these great plays. But, You know, that's part of football is, you know, watching these other guys perform at a high level. And we have plenty of great players on our team, too, that are doing great things. Mike Evans had a great game yesterday. Chris Godwin coming back had a great game. So we have plenty of great players. Other teams have plenty of great players. And it's great to see great players play great because that's why people tune in. Tommy has 20,000 yards already, the fastest in the history of the NFL to get there. Are your records in jeopardy? to him uh, should he decide to stay in the game would he be the logical guy you would think uh, would surpass him i think that from my standpoint i've never really considered you know records and stuff that have not kind of been the reason why i've played um you know and when you think about those the only thing i've always kind of been focused on is winning but you know being that i've played a long time obviously there's an accumulation of statistics and you know those just come from a lot of people on your team that are making those plays too. And Patrick's obviously tremendous, 20,000 yards in a very short period of time. He's got a great opportunity in his career. Obviously, there's so much that goes into longevity, production, statistics. You know, I would love to see him continue to thrive and challenge everything because that's what you should do. When you do, you know, have these amazing statistics, you know, it's great to see people challenge those things because you keep raising the bar. You know, so many people raise the bar for me. You know, I want to be able to raise the bar for other people and watch them maximize their opportunity and potential. So Patrick is one of a few that have amazing abilities to play in the game for a long time. How that manifests itself over a period of time is really up to him. And, you know, so many of these things are so early to tell. You know, it's uh, he's off to a hell of a start, though, I'll say that. He spoke on the NBC pregame show last night uh, about how much you have helped him, that you've shared uh, a little bit of the sauce, but you haven't given away all the secrets, and he can't wait for you to retire so he can get all the secrets, and, <laughs> and that he really has tremendous admiration and, and, and really likes you quite a bit. Is the feeling mutual? 
A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I've, you know, from the moment he kind of stepped on the scene, I've had a great admiration for him and how he's done things. And I think I can always, you know, view his position as quarterback, but really his position as a leader of the team and how infectious his personality is and how the guys really rally around him. I think that's what I appreciate so much about him. You know, obviously his play style is unique and it's tremendous, but I think his leadership ability is what sets him apart. That the fact that he's able to get the guys around him to play at a higher level and they really enjoy playing with them. I think that speaks a lot about him. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go. You know, there's something about it. The sound of the buzzer, the blow of the whistle, the coach yelling just loud enough for you to hear from your seats. It's thrilling and you can't wait to do it all again next week. Well, when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Tom, how would you describe the week that was uh, in Florida? Well, it was obviously unique and having never been through anything like that. Uh, it's very scary for everyone, you know, and they kind of chart this path for a hurricane and it goes through your city. And knowing that you're kind of in the eye of the storm forces everyone to kind of get their stuff in order. And we all left for Miami. Um, very fortunate to have the facility that the Dolphins allowed us to use. So we went there and practiced and you know, it was a decent week of preparation and we were able to come back home and it could have been so much of a worst case scenario. And, you know, we were talking about traveling to West Virginia for practice and Minneapolis for the game and then coming back to home, the flooded homes. So, so many people in Florida, unfortunately lost so much. And I know everyone on our team and it, that's a part of the Tampa community is going to do what they can to help all the victims of a, a really tough event. So it was a huge storm. It took a huge impact and made a huge, unfortunate impact on the state. And it's going to take a, a long time for people to kind of rebuild their lives. So, you know, it's a unique challenge for our team. It's a unique challenge for the community. It's an unfortunate challenge for the state and for our country. And uh, hopefully people can get back to their lives as quickly as possible with a lot of support from a lot of people. The camera captured you uh, last night during the moment of silence in the anthem. Uh, what were your feelings and emotions? Well, it's very emotional. You know, you just, you're a part of that and you're seeing it firsthand. So, you know, sometimes when you're in other parts of the country, you know, you're in the Northeast, you don't deal with a lot of that stuff. So, you know, you don't have something as tragic that can happen, you know, overnight. You know, you see other kind of natural disasters take place in other parts of the world. It doesn't affect you. But when it hits home, it hits home. And, uh, you know, we have so many players and our team makes such a great impact on the community. I'd say our community service and what our players do in the community is unrivaled in the NFL. You know, we get from our fans and the support that we want to give back to them means a lot to all of us. So really proud of my teammates for stepping up to the plate. There's a lot of people that have given to relief funds, and uh, that'll continue for a long time. If you want to help support any of those who've been affected by the hurricane, please visit redcross.org slash NFL or text the word Ian to 90999 to make a $10 donation and help those in need. That's great. Awesome. There are a lot of folks who can really use your help, and we will do our best to keep that word out, and your contributions are greatly appreciated. So much more with Tom Brady here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? 
member FDIC. We'll be back right here on Sirius XM. Stay with us right here on Let's Go. Hey, this is Hope Solo, World Cup champion, gold medalist, and host of Hope Solo Speaks, a Sirius XM podcast. This week, I talked to England star forward Alessio Russo ahead of their big match against the U.S. women's national team on October 7th. Club, country, wherever now, the standard of women's football is so high these days. Download new episodes of Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. And hear the U.S.-England match October 7th at 3 Eastern on Sirius XM 83. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Shop K's Black Friday Early Access Sale, October 7th through the 10th. Save big with deep discounts on the season's most gift-worthy styles. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com for details. That never gets old. Tom, have you ever had to go to the bathroom during the middle of a game? (laughs) Yes, uh, I have. When I was at Gillette, we had a bathroom that we used, you know, it was right there. So I, I actually laughed a lot when I saw DK get carted off yesterday. And uh, everyone thought he was going out for an injury, but little did you know, he had to just take care of other business. So when nature calls, it calls, and you got to do what you got to do. Using a golf cart? Look, that's the kind of efficiency that we need in the run and the pass game right there. So that was the way to do it. If you got to do it, man, make it happen. So nice to have the golf cart there ready for him when he, when he needed it. So that was a great instance of the golf cart, uh, and everybody across the league uh, concerned that the cart gets used for other uh, circumstances, uh, most notably what's happened with the concussions and, and, and Tua and the changing now of the protocols. Tom, what are your thoughts on just what we've seen? You had it uh, yesterday uh, in your game uh, with Cameron Brait. He had to leave the game. didn't appear that he was uh, in a circumstance where he couldn't play. In fact, I believe he did come back into the game and then was ruled out later. What do you make of of what's gone on here in the past seven days? Well, I think concussions are a part of contact sports. And I think, you know, I watch, you know, boxing, I watch UFC, you know, people are knocked out quite a bit. So, you know, that's part of playing these, you know, very physical sports and, you know, all of them come with risks associated with it. And I think when you're an athlete that chooses to do that, you know, you got to understand this is part of it, just like you can injure other parts of your body as well. So, you know, I think my view has always been, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, you know, and to do your best you could do to try to be really proactive with your health and to make sure that when you do get injured, you can recover as quickly as possible and get your body in the best position possible to give it the best nutrients possible to deal with whatever trauma you kind of uh, come into contact with. Do the protocols need to change? Well, I think those are all being evaluated, no doubt. But at the same time, you know, I think that, again, I think so much is focused kind of on the aftermath of that. I think what can we do in advance in order to help us athletes be in a position where we can deal with the physical elements of sport? Because you're not going to be able to take them out of sports. You know, that's just not the reality. If you want to play two-hand touch football, there's not going to be a lot of people that tune in, you know. Concussions knees you know i'd say most athletes would probably rather deal with a concussion than deal with a knee injury you know so there's going to be knee injuries going to be ankle injuries going to be concussions going to be shoulder injuries going to be 
I think that we all kind of jump to these, you know, thoughts and conclusions in a short period of time. But, you know, at the same time, this is just what sports are. And I think you got to take the good with the bad. And I think that no one ever wants to see anyone get hurt. No one ever wants to see anyone injured. No one ever wants to see a concussion. No one ever wants to see an ankle sprain. No one ever wants to see a knee injury. But they happen. And I think, how do we deal with them in the best possible way? What are the best practices associated with prevention of them as well as if you do get them how do you recover as quickly as possible so i think that should be really a focus as well how you implement those protocols for for athletes and um, it's something that we should all think about so we can do a better job of in the future so you know what your knee's going to be like when you're done playing and neil elitrage fixed it beautifully do you worry about what you don't know possibly from 23 years of of being hit concussions and so forth well, I think nobody knows what the future looks like in general, too. So, I mean, you could play that game for your whole life. You know, what's my knees? I know my knees are going to look great. I know my arms are going to look great. I know my hips are going to look great. Just I know what I've done. I know the amount of time that I put into, you know, trying to take care of myself. So, you know, in terms of, you know, arthritis and, you know, long-term issues, chronic issues, you know, hopefully you can prevent as many of those as possible. But at the same time, you have to have some diligence Put into that you have to allocate time to prevention it's not necessarily the way that humans are wired though humans don't want to take time in advance to prevent something that could be a problem in the future so i think you have to put an education around what do i need to do to prevent long-term pain not do whatever you, you know do whatever activities you want none of them matter eat whatever you want none of that matters drink whatever you want none of that matters and then blame something for you know, why something may be a problem 10 years down the road. Why don't we feed ourselves the best possible nutrients? Why don't we hydrate the best possible way? Why don't we exercise the right way? Why don't we recover the right way? Well, because that requires discipline. And discipline is hard for a lot of people. Consistent discipline is very hard for a lot of people. But if you commit to it, I believe you'll see dividends down the road, whether that's your body, whether that's relationships, whether that's a work, a professional career, the more positive things you do over a long period of time, the better things will turn out over a long period of time. And how do you feel you can move an individual and motivate them and then make it collective to a team and make it even broader to a society and, and, and to change things? It's, it's consistent progress over time. You know, a lot of it is education, first of all, you know, and I think we, had, we athletes have been educated so poorly and people are educated poorly because there's a system that's in place that makes a lot of money from things when they go wrong. That's the reality of life. We don't need, we shouldn't care about what we eat. We shouldn't care about what we drink. We shouldn't care about whether we exercise. Oh, but in the end, if you're having problems with your health, then we can fix you. The, pro, the thought should be, how do I take care of myself so that my health does not become a problem? That's for the general population. When you're thinking about sports, and certainly a physical sport like football, what can I do to my body over the course of the year so that I can keep it from getting injured? Because you see all these athletes in their 40s and 50s and 60s that say, oh, my body's not feeling good. Well, my point is, well, what did you do in order to help it recover when it did come into contact with trauma? So I think so much should be thought about the prevention. The prevention of injury has to be a forethought, not an afterthought. And colleges, high schools, Professional teams need to implement those things or it's going to continue to be the same problem. There has been so few advancements, in my opinion, in 23 years of playing professional sports in terms of 
recovery and prevention. It's the same stuff all the time. So I had to do it a different way because I saw the way that it happened to athletes. And I was very fortunate to be able to do things a different way and step outside of a system that that does not work. And until you so why do you think they keep work, using it? Why do you think it continues to, to go on in the same fashion? Well, because it's just very systematic and it's very easy. And the education has not changed at all. It's still it's still the same system. And I think there needs to be a reallocation of time, energy, and resources to thinking about prevention rather than thinking about triage. You know, you, you can't think about, you know, just solving a problem once the problem is there. Once the house burns down, the house is burned down. There's nothing you could do. What, what, what do we put in place so the house doesn't burn down? That's the point is our body, we have one asset as an athlete. It's our body. How do we take care of our body in the best possible way? We're still using the same techniques that I did in college. So until you start to transform and say, all right, what works? What are the best practices? How do I implement these on a larger scale? Then, you know, that's where I think the thoughts need to go. And I, I hope that's where it goes in the future. And you're met with resistance, not you personally, but anybody who wants to change. How do you deal with the resistance? Well, in general, I think any change is difficult for people. Um, like I said, there's a lot of systems that are in place that, you know, people make money on the old system. So there is resistance met with that. You know, certainly, you know, when you look at health and wellness, that's a big challenge is, you know, we're, we're not often educated on, you know, what we should be doing for our bodies in order to maintain them in the healthiest possible way. And people that do see a great benefit of it. And I think everyone has, you know, unique challenges with that. And there's a lot of reasons why, but I just think our bodies are super important. Our our, our bodies can carry us for a long time. Our body it does a great job of regenerating itself if we give it the right nutrients, the right hydration, the right rest, the right exercises. And if we don't, then it doesn't regenerate very quickly. So so much to me, as is, is we know, I'm so passionate about this. I have been for a long time. It's really allowed me to do things in my sport that I never imagined being able to do. And I hope it allows other people to live the life they want to as well. Yet you will indulge, correct? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that I've, you know, indulge, you know, to a degree for me that, you know, I feel satisfies me with whether I want to treat myself to something special or, you know, I think those things are all important because it's one life. I just think if you got to do more of good things and bad things, and if you do that, I think you'll see a great benefit in the end. Which brings us to your ability to indulge in some of the finest steaks, superior <laughs> seafood, and the melt-in-your-mouth butter cake. You love that butter cake, don't you? Well, now that you're on that topic, I love all cakes. So, yes, the butter cake is pretty good. What's your favorite cake? Key lime pie, baby. That's my number one. And Key lime pie. Well, they they have that, and you can get it all while immersed in an extravagant setting if you visit Mastro's, and you can visit mastros.com for reservations now. See, we caught you there. You do indulge, and you do like that stuff. Yes, I do. Who doesn't? We're here for everybody. We should enjoy it. Absolutely. I do, too. Hey, uh, you know, you watch your kids, and it's hard to keep your kids away from all of this because it's, it's just so pervasive, and they learn from their friends, and, and, and everybody gets into these habits. But your kids are participating in sports, and uh, uh, Jack's got a game, and, and, and you've been watching him play. How's, how's he doing? Yeah, you know, I think one of the great highlights of my life is, uh, you know, watching him play and uh, him grow and develop, and my kids in general, too. So, you know, I love watching him kind of dig deep and especially team sports. I love team sports because it forces you to get along with other people. It forces you to take responsibility and accountability for your actions. 
It teaches you discipline. It teaches you respect. And, uh, you know, he's playing high school football now. I could never imagine he'd be in high school. I never imagined him playing football. So getting out there and watching him play has been so much fun for me. And I don't give a shit how well he does. I just love watching him and seeing him enjoy it with his friends. And, you know, the camaraderie at a young age. And I remember being in high school myself. I love being out there with my teammates and, uh, you know, having pancake breakfasts on Saturdays. And he has meals on Friday nights with his teammates. And it brings out the best parts of us. So it's a really a treat to, as all parents know, watching their kids play. Is he a better athlete than you were? Or is he a grinder as well? You know what? He's a grinder and uh, he's a very good athlete. Great hand-eye coordination. He actually moves better than I did at his age. So like I said, though, there's the point of sports to me, certainly in high school age is to just enjoy it and do it with your friends. And it'll get more serious as you get older. But at the same time, this should all be about enjoyment. I think, Youth sports have taken on such a competitive role in our society. Uh, But I think for a high school freshman, you know, get out there and play and enjoy it. Learn different sports. Try different things. Learn cross-training. Learn your body to learn the disciplines of sports, to learn the disciplines of respect, of showing up on time, of honoring your teammates and coaches, and learning how to deal with defeat. All those things are super important as you go through life. What position does he play? So he's a free safety, and he also plays quarterback. So, uh, you know, I love watching him play quarterback because I think there's very few things in life that I could probably help him with. You know, I don't have a lot of specialties in life other than probably throwing the football. So he's way smarter. He's got a great work ethic. He's way, you know, this kid's a – he's just a great kid. So, But I could definitely help him at quarterback. That's one thing I'd say that I definitely can help with in the future. Now, you said you don't give a shit, so you're, you're not one of those parents who's screaming at the referees and calling for a flag and, and, and hollering at his opponents? No, I don't care about any of that. You know, I just watch I just watch for the love of the game for him. And, you know, it does get serious for parents and, and get serious for the kids, and it means a lot to them, and it shows that everyone cares too. So I just want the kids to have fun. It's really great as a parent to see your kids joyful and that's what we all hope for our kids. And, you know, you want to provide them the experience that they can to grow and to grow into their adolescence and to deal with adversities and wins and losses in life and not just sports, but on a test and with their friendships. That's the most important thing I see is, you know, dealing with their friends and dealing with accountability and responsibility and learning to overcome challenges and the dealing with failures and dealing with successes and all those things you sports really teaches us all. And now let's turn from Jack back to you. You've got the Atlanta Falcons coming in to Tampa. You guys share the same spot at top of the division uh, in the NFC South. Um, the Falcons have changed quite a bit. No more Matt Ryan at quarterback, which is a huge change for them. Uh, Marcus Mariota at the controls. And it's a Falcons team that uh, not a whole lot is expected of, but you've told us time and time again it's hard to win a game in the NFL. How do you now prepare for this upcoming portion of your schedule in the Falcons? Well, we've got to get back to, to doing the right thing and winning and doing things at a consistently high level. And we've lost two straight home games, which you just can't do. And it's frustrating for all of us. And we play two good opponents, and we have not played well. And we're going to have to play well against Atlanta because – there's some things that they do really well, and they're going to challenge us offensively and defensively. They got a good kicker, so we got to have a great week, and we got to prepare well, and we got to prepare as best we possibly can to put ourselves in a position to go out there and execute it at a high level. So they'll challenge us. It's a division opponent. It's a game at home. 
we got to get back to winning at home, and I think that's going to be the theme of the week. Tom, as always, we appreciate your time. Best of luck against Atlanta. Have a good week, and we will talk to you next week right here on Let's Go. Awesome, guys. Great to talk to you, and have a great week. That's Tom Brady. He's our expert, as well as Larry Fitzgerald. For buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's Go, presented by Hertz, has been produced by Dave the Snake Hagen, production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. Want to thank our sponsors, USAA, American Express, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Bank of America, Mastro's, and Hertz. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. I'm Jim Gray for Tom Brady. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM. Let's go. Let's go. Let's win. Serious XM Podcasts.